Hey, hey, sisters. Welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Today, we are back with part two of this episode series with Tracy Siliker. Yesterday, she shared four tips about getting out from underneath the clutter. And today, she's talking about you've decluttered. Now what? She is giving us tips on how to stay on track with our cleaning, how to see things through to the end, and giving us some other really cool tips for moving forward. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Wow. Those are such fabulous tips. I just want to recap them really quick because like bullet point format, get rid of things that you don't use, need, or love. Fabulous tip. Start with the room that you're in the most because that's the place that you're going to, you're going to get that motivation. You're going to feel that peace because you're spending a lot of time in there. Start small, one drawer, one cupboard, 10 hangers, just start though. And set a timer for 10 minutes and go into a room, bring a garbage bag and a donation box. Super, super valuable stuff there. We could end the podcast episode right here, but <laughs> I want I want to utilize Tracy while she is here with us. And I know she has so much more to give. She gave us a, a great space of where to begin. Um, I had a client in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community who asked uh, this question, how do we maintain the focus to see these tasks through to the end. She was sharing before having their most recent baby, they were in that, you know, nesting phase, I guess you would say, and (laughs) were cleaning and decluttering and organizing. And they started a big project in some of their storage areas, um, but then ended up stopping. And now it's been several months. And and so then it becomes this kind of nagging thing of like, well, you started, but you didn't finish. And it's almost worse than it was at the beginning. So do you have any tips for how to maintain focus to see tasks through to the end, or maybe even how to pick them back up after you've had to spend some time away? Oh, I definitely do. And I always, this is something I tell my clients all the time, this little story about when, you know, my children were small and I would say, okay, today I'm going to clean my house or organize my house or do whatever. And I would go in one room and I would see something that needed to go to another room. So then 
I would take that item to the next room and then I would see something that I need to go to the kitchen. And at the end of the day, it looked like I did absolutely nothing, but I ran around my whole house all day. And I call it the squirrel brain, right? Like we're just like all over the place. We don't really know where we are. So this is where the timer that I said earlier really comes in handy. So go in that room and set a timer and say, I am not leaving this room for 10 minutes. I am going to tackle the storage area or whatever area it is for 10 minutes and set a timer. You'll be surprised how much you get done in that short period of time. Um, and if there's things in that space that need to go to another room of the house, do not leave the room. Put them by the door, have a basket or a box or a bag or something and put them in that ba the basket and but don't leave the room. When your timer goes up, you give yourself the grace that, okay, I'm done, I can leave. But maybe you're motivated now. Maybe you're like, hey, I can do 10 more minutes. So you set another 10 minute timer and then you focus again on that room. The other thing that I suggest all the time to people is having an accountability partner or trying body doubling. So this is kind of a term that's used a lot of time in the ADHD world of body doubling, but it works. And I've been doing it for decades and had no idea that it actually had a name. Um, body doubling is where you pop on the phone with your best friend, your mom, your sister, your sister-in-law, whoever, and you're just chatting and you tick off those tasks that you really didn't want to do while you're chatting on the phone. The time goes quickly. And before you know it, you've accomplished something. My best friend and I do this all the time. I will say to her on a Saturday, Hey, do you have, you know, 30 minutes to chat? And she's like, yeah. So we'll pop our ear pods in. We'll both be chatting about things and I will clean my tubs, which is the thing I dislike the most in my house. So, <laughs> so I will do that while I'm chatting with her on the phone and it makes the time go really quick. So it really helps you focus on the task at hand without getting distracted by all the other things that are going on in your home. Super good information. Uh, I love, I love the timer as well, because when we set a timer and we give ourselves that space it's very like laser focused time. And I agree with you. Like the 30 minutes before my husband gets home from work are the most laser focused, effective and efficient 30 minutes of my day almost because it's the time I'm like, okay, let me wash the dishes. Let me clean up all the toys. Maybe I need to sweep the floor. Maybe I need to start dinner. Right. I'm like, just trying. I just like to try and tidy up before he gets home from work. And so I always know when he clocks out of work, I've got that time and it's, and it's super efficient because it is laser focused. And I know that that is my time to do that. I'm not on my phone. I'm not like scrolling social media. I'm not allowing right. myself to get distracted by different things. Super valuable. I love how you've mentioned accountability partner in this body doubling too. Surprisingly, I've never heard this before. And when you mentioned it, I thought about having someone clean alongside of you <laughs> because that's been a very effective tool for me is to mm -hmm. have my husband, you know, maybe he's not doing the same thing as me. Maybe he's not organizing or decluttering the same space. Maybe he's not um, you know, doing the filing or the paperwork like I would be, but, but he's in that space also doing something, you know, and, and, um, delegating tasks really has been something that's very helpful for us. So that's what I thought you were going at when you mentioned body doubling, but how, how simple is that to just pick up the phone get your mom or a friend or someone on the phone so you can chat and your mind is kind of distracted while you're doing these 
uh, more, I would almost say mindless tasks like scrubbing the tub, something that you hate to do. Cleaning right. the toilets would be a great thing for me because I despise <laughs> it, cleaning the toilets in the bathroom. Um, so super helpful there. Um, I hope that that answered the question for uh, Kamala over in the community. One of the things that I really want you to talk about today is we go through this process, we start decluttering, we start getting rid of things that we don't use or need or love. We go through a lot of this other stuff that you shared, but then how do we begin to organize what's left? Right. And I think the main part is, is just determining what room it works best in. So for example, I know when I go into a lot of clients to do in-homes, I will notice things in rooms that really that isn't where you utilize that item. Like for example, board games. One client had them right off their kitchen, but they don't use them there. They use them in the family room. So we relocated them. So just finding the space in your home where they work the best. And then once you have the amount of items that are going to go in that space, determining what is the best storage solution for them. So maybe it's going to Ikea. I love the Kallax system from Ikea. I recommend it all the time. Super versatile. It's not expensive. You can get um, matching bins to put them in. Um, just realizing that if you're going to store things, um, that they're things that you're going to use. Um, there's no sense having boxes and boxes of old antiques or hand-me-downs or things that people have given to you that have sentimental value and storing them in a box in your attic like display them display those items that have them that are mean something to you um but really when you what you have left you need to determine what room it belongs in first and then what the storage solution will work best for that and i mean you can always reach out to an organizer myself um, and ask those questions um, as to, I have all of this, these clothing, and it doesn't fit in my closet. Well, maybe you need to purchase a dresser. Maybe you'd need to purchase an armoire, but really being mindful of what you're keeping so that you're not just keeping stuff for the sake of keeping it. Because a lot of people keep things and then a year down the road, they realize they haven't used it. So then they release it at that point. I hope that answered the question. Yeah. Kind of hard because everybody has different stuff. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Can you state again what the system you said from Ikea was? It's called the Kallax, um, K-A-L-L-A-X. And it is, I like the two by four. So it has four, it has eight shelves in total, like eight cubbies in total. So two by four. And I usually put them on the side for kids' toys. They work really well. Um, they work well for bookshelves. They work well in closets, the bottom of a closet. Um, you can store them upright or on their side. Either way, they work really good. I love it. I just had to to Google it. It's like the um, the boxes, like the four yes. four squares, or yeah. I yeah. Um, I don't have. We don't have IKEA here in Alaska. So if anybody's listening and you don't have IKEA anywhere near you, and they won't ship to you, I. Uh, <laughs> Like I think Walmart or Target even sells like um, storage yes. cubes very similar to this. I love them too. We have them in our boys' closet, in our boys' bedroom. I have one in the toy room. You can buy bins to put in them. So there's things that you can't see, um, but they're but they're super cute. I love them. Thank you for recommending that. That's huge. Um, 
I love that you're talking about being very mindful of what you're keeping. And I think this even goes back to like the, the decluttering aspect is, is just hitting on that again. Cause I think it's so beautiful the way that you said that what you use, what you need and what you love, anything extra is just stuff sitting around. Right. And if it's cluttering your space, it's cluttering your mind as one of our previous guests has shared about before. Um, do you have any recommendations for some of these drop areas? This is a question that another client in the community had asked. Um, what do we do with these problem areas? Her example was like her husband always comes home and brings the mail, but he always drops it in like different areas. And so um, that was just kind of one example, but everybody comes into their home and lives in this certain fashion and there are multiple family members and they have their own routines or habits. How do we go about, um, I guess maybe retraining them a little bit, but also creating spaces for like those dumping zones. Right. And I think the first thing you need to do is again, the retraining. It is having that little family meeting saying, you know, this is really, oh, something is dying on my end. <laughs> um, let me know if you can't hear me, <laughs> if something dies. Um, so I think having the zone in your house is really important. A place where everybody knows that they go to, to put the mail, where they go to put their backpacks. But first, before you can create that zone, you need to have that conversation with your family members and a little family meeting to say, you know, when everybody brings the mail in, it all goes in the different spots. The keys go in the different spots. The boots are always in the different spots. And let's create a system in our home where these things go in these places. Now, every home is so different um, based on what your home looks like would determine where you would create that drop zone. But I often recommend people you know, get a basket or a bin or something, something even that it goes on the wall where when the mail and the keys and things come in that it automatically goes in there. And then you set up a routine for dealing with the papers or whatever it is that is coming into the house. A lot of times people have, you know, when you have smaller children and they're coming in and they're just dropping their um, backpacks and their boots at the door. Well, maybe revisiting that door. What can you set up differently that can house their boots and their jackets and their backpacks and all of the things that come in every single day. Um, is there a closet right there that you can repurpose, put some hooks that make it easier for little kids to hook their stuff on? You know, just it'll change as your children change and grow, right? They won't no longer need hooks. Now maybe they need a hanger, whatever the case might be, but just kind of going with the flow and moving that, that process based on your family's dynamics. So good. I love it. I know that that was super, super helpful. Um, and again, just to recap family meeting, because a big part of it's about retraining people, especially if it's our children, oftentimes maybe our spouses too. step two, create those zones and systems after you've had those conversations, look around what's there to repurpose that could be great storage for those things. And then set up a routine to deal with those things that are coming in like mail or other things like that. 
Wow, Tracy, this has been such a valuable conversation. I'm so grateful for you to come here and share your time with us and share all of this information with us. I know a lot of people are going through this series and they might be wondering, or they might be those people who are like, yeah, I need someone to help me figure out the space in my home or, or how to move forward from here. So where can people find you and connect with you if they wanted to learn more about you, what you have to share and everything else? I am on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Calm the Chaos Organizing is my handle, I guess it's called. Um, I do have a website, but it's currently being revamped. So if you try to go on and it is just www.calmthechaosorganizing.com. However, if you click on it, you're going to get page not found right now because I switched providers and I'm working through that. And then I also have a free community on Facebook where I do workshops and challenges and various items. Um, And you can find that all if you go on my um, Instagram or Facebook, you can click on the free community and it'll take you there to join. Awesome. And as usual, I will definitely drop all of those links in the show notes so you guys can just scroll down, click there um, and go off onto her Facebook, Instagram and join that Facebook community. Uh, Thank you so much, Tracy, for being here. Thank you to each and every one of you listeners. I hope that you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this episode blessed you today. And if it has, do not hesitate to share it with a friend or share it on your socials. You never know who else would benefit from this episode. Also, I would love more than anything if you would scroll down and leave me a five-star and written review right here on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one of them and they mean so much to me. And if you're not already, don't hesitate to jump into the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community where we'll continue talking about this episode and more.